0: Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers,
1: or if you're just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now
0: let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or if you're just feeling stuck, you've come to the right place. Every week, I sit down with a creative entrepreneur to discuss the who, what, and why of their journey and business. If you like this episode, remember to subscribe, like, and share it with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Simon Severino, author, CEO of Strategy Sprints, and host of the Strategy Sprints podcast, Simon Hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Yuri. Hey, everybody. Excited to be here. Excellent. Excellent. So I know I just gave you a, a quick introduction, but for my listeners who are less familiar with your work, how do you describe yourself and what you do?
1: I'm Simon Severino. I'm the founder of the Strategy Sprints Method, which is a consulting system for Mm -hmm. to improve operations and sales i did this and now i run a a team of certified strategy sprints coaches that do this worldwide i do this from vienna and um, i'm lucky enough to have enough time to do sports every day and to play with my kids and to enjoy being married that's what i do
0: yeah that's amazing before we get into your company, I, I do want to start from the beginning of it. So you studied philosophy and psychology in undergrad. What, what was that like and what got you interested in studying those areas?
1: It's funny. Everybody said at that time, what are you doing? Philosophy? <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, but the rest... Seems even more silly to me. So let's let me first understand the whole thing and then pick a part to play a major role in. But I cannot play a role if I don't understand the theater. Mm-hmm. So let me understand this whole thing first. And um, I studied philosophy and deep, deep psychology, psychoanalysis, and bit by bit. I learned what being a human is, what the context is, what people deeply long for and why they behave, how they behave, how, why they organize in the first place and how they organize, when they organize. Mm-hmm. And that was really fundamental also for what I'm doing right now. So in hindsight, uh, it was a very good choice, the next couple of years were rough because after having studied that, I was just broke and jobless. Oh,
0: <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so um, with that, actually, I'm wondering if you could just kind of walk me briefly through your journey of the so the, the broke jobless days post-college <laughs> to when you decided that you needed to or wanted to start a company, which is what you're doing right now. Well, the cool thing is
1: uh, I was just broken jobless for a couple. Of... Some graduated from philosophy. There is no job. You have to create your own job. And this is how I became an entrepreneur. Mm. So I had to create my own job. So I I start my my career. Pretty soon I land in a global consultancy mm-hmm. because this is where at that time, um, natural science people and um, human science people would land if they were ambitious to learn and to to see the world. And so I'm in planes. I'm in planes now. Mondays, I fly to New York, market entry strategy for Beringa-Ingelheim. Yeah. On Thursday, I fly to Paris, uh, reorganizing the executive team of Airbus, etc. And I did this for four years in a row, including weekends, just full four years yeah and after that i said well i know how to do it now let me find a way to do it and also have a life and that's when i went on my own and now 18 years later Mm -hmm. i do still only one thing helping executive teams get go to market right get sales right get marketing right get operations right and um i'm just doing it in a way that is more healthy, more fulfilling, it has less flights and it has less um, uh, bureaucracy around it. Mm-hmm. It's just direct. My clients are mainly in San Francisco and, and Los Angeles, but also in, um, in Zurich, in Berlin, in London. And we meet directly via Zoom. So it's very lean. And, um, and it's very impactful. And the, my, the work of the last last 18 years has been, how can I reinvent this to serve my life also and not just my business?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm curious on that aspect of it. So transitioning then from, let's say, the, what you're doing before to your own, own organization now where you're in charge and, and designing it around your lifestyle. What was that process like? And what, what, was it, what were you feeling when you went from something a little more structured and working with Airbus then to suddenly saying, I need to define my own structure in my life and start something new? And for a lot of people, that's scary to walk away from the, you know, the Airbuses and that kind of structure to your own. And so how did you think through that process and the fear that came up? and move forward through all of that.
1: It was scary in the nineties because in the nineties s- security was in, in the big corporates mm-hmm. and and fields like consulting and investment banking, they were high status and high profits. So this was actually the place you wanted to be. and But you know, now in 2021, If we think about it backwards, the only security is really in running your own thing. Mm. It's the only resilient and secure investment of your time. Like you are doing your MBA right now. Mm -hmm. That's the Mm -hmm. best investment you can do. And the most de-risked investment, probably after Bitcoin right now or Solana, (laughs) it's the third best investment you can do. Uh, So... But at that time, yeah, it was emotional. I was afraid, of course. I created and I opened a spreadsheet. I'm a consultant. So, of course, I made a, a, created a spreadsheet. Right. And that spreadsheet was like, okay, how many clients do I need before I hop off? And how much cash flow do I need on the side to have it secured? My thing was, okay, I need two years of cash flow what's what, what's my cost of living two years that's this number okay how far away am i from this number and it was showing me in percentage where i was and i think at at 90 to that number i jumped
0: okay oh wow <laughs> so it's um as a, as, a, as a sidebar your your interest in the mention you made about um Uh, Bitcoin and Solano. I'm just I'm I'm curious on that part of it. Where in your journey did you first get interested in what was happening in the in the blockchain space? And um, I know you're working with the Silicon Valley Blockchain Society, but how does how has that been part of your journey and what's that like?
1: Super late. I was part of the (laughs) legacy system who who said, yeah, 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 I get it. You are onto something, just do it. I, yeah. It's just not in my focus because I, I was not so much in the legacy finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's why decentralized finance, I it, it said, yeah, yeah, do it. Sure, somebody needs to do it. And uh, But yeah, it's not my thing. I, I stick to my focus. I stick to my lane. But then something happened. I saw one video by Michael Saylor, an interview with Robert Breedlove Mm -hmm. and I transcribed every episode. At that point they they had 12 episodes, now it's 17. I transcribed each one of them so I can reread it uh, and digest it. And then I was in the rabbit hole. And as you know, when you are in the rabbit hole I, I have not seen anybody come, come out of the rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> I, I know that feeling very well. The, um, uh, my rabbit hole in it like has involved me writing a book, an intro book about Bitcoin and blockchain for the average person and like getting involved in a lot of other projects. And so, yes, I can say hundred percent. Once you get down the rabbit hole, you're right. You don't ever come out. You just keep going down and it, finding more exciting projects that are popping up and opportunities
1: and all my friends are calling me at the time simon should i go into solana or into avalanche and then i create a video on youtube because yes. you know if three friends need it probably other 300 people are asking the same question so yeah. i've created today three videos on youtube about uh, crypto how to pick what not to pick etc
0: oh wonderful Wonderful, wonderful! I love it. And what is the so the Silicon Valley Blockchain Society? Tell me more about that. That's an ecosystem
1: that really wants to promote and scale the blockchain-based frontier teams, mm-hmm. and so it's investors and it's teams, and and it's all about scaling it to the right places, and especially bringing teams, institutions, and investors together, because that's that's the work. Now the work is you know the blockchain is here. Right. The work now is to bridge the gap to the legacy world. That's, that's the work now. That's, that's why actually I'm more into proof of work than proof of stake because the miners are one of these bridges. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but that's now the work to bring this different, the fringe nerds that we are and the whole legacy world uh, that most people are. Yeah, uh, to bridge that because the magic lies therein. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, and I think we probably could do a whole separate podcast just on on this. Um, but I want to before we go anyway. I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. I want to diverge over to your company. So tell me, talk to me about strategy sprints and what what your company is about and and what you're focused on now. So for 12
1: years, I was the the coach. I was coaching now always smaller and smaller teams because my heart is with the small teams. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So um, I started coaching the small teams on how to improve sales and operations. I created a cycle of 90 days where I walked them through a, a very specific set of things. Uh, Our tools stack is now 274 blueprints, swipe copies, everything ready, plug and play. At that point, it was generating much more projects than I could deliver. And I started a certification out of it. So I created a a skill uh, building pipeline Mm -hmm. and started charging for that. And now I have a franchise system of amazing coaches who are doing these 90 days, uh, we double your revenue coaching cycles and they are doubling revenue, quadrupling revenue of teams. Uh, we had a team in North Carolina last month, they quadrupled revenue in 90 days. So I'm really proud of my coaches. And now every Monday, my job is to coach the coaches. So all mm-hmm. coaches come together and we discuss all clients. Okay. Uh, how are these guys doing? Is revenue going up? No, why not? Is revenue going up? Yeah. And um, that's how I ensure the quality. And uh, my job is now to to bring together the right coach for the right team. And it's working really well. Last week, Mm -hmm. uh, somebody from the big four calls us and says, uh, I am now on my own. I have created a mastermind only for big four partners. Mm -hmm. And I want to be coached by you. But do you have, Simon, do you really have somebody who has my level of expertise? And I said, let me see, global map. Yeah. And then we found, yes, Sunil was leading for 20 years, the advisory arm of Weston Young. I think uh, Sunil would be the best coach. They meet, they fall in love immediately.
0: Boom, spring yeah. start.
1: Uh, they are crushing it right now.
0: Oh, I love it. That's, that's fantastic. Congratulations. And, and so with this, you also wrote a book with a similar, similar title. So Strategy Sprints, Habits of Success. Tell me about your book.
1: Yeah, the book Strategy Sprints is really about this 90 day cycles that, that I'm doing. And I'm describing and sharing the method for everybody. So every Mm -hmm. chapter is one of the entrepreneurs problems to solve and it's really literally how to solve them you have our checklists in the book um, one chapter is sales how to do sales in this digital age yeah how to do marketing in this age how to do operations how to do client onboarding how to do upselling each chapter is one of the 12 problems that we have when we run a business and we have these 12 problems they are hard to solve but I have been doing nothing else than solving these problems with teams. So at some point you have some blueprints and and, and that's the book. It's the 12 problems to solve sales, marketing, operations, onboarding, et cetera. And it's how we solve them in in many time zones every week. And um, the general part is in in checklists and templates. So it's, it's a pretty helpful book, a very practical book, people say. It's now in pre-order, but mm-hmm. the people who have uh, helped me write it and read it and uh, prove it, et cetera, they said it's it it has already improved their business.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And um, so the majority of, of my listeners are in the say small to medium business side of it, or sometimes solo entrepreneurs, and they may be looking at your book and thinking great you've got you know all of these areas but you know maybe i don't need to focus on that would you recommend somebody who's starting off as a solo entrepreneur to focus on each of these categories and and why should they focus on each of these individual categories you just mentioned
1: definitely so if you're a solopreneur first year you need to get sales right and positioning nothing else so you go directly to the two chapters positioning and sales Mm -hmm. Positioning means can you make clear what you stand for and why nobody else can do that? And where can you bring them? They are the hero, okay, but what's the challenge, what's the nemesis and where can you bring them? You do that right, you find your max price and now you have done the positioning work. Mm -hmm. Uh, This sounds so simple, it's a bit more complicated, but it's really all laid out in the positioning chapter then comes sales. In sales, now you have to close deals, get Mm -hmm. to your half a million as quickly as possible in the first year, latest in the second year with the right sales workflow. And at that point, when you hit that around 300k to 500k, you will become the bottleneck of your own growth and you will feel miserable. So people will say, hey, we miss you in the tennis club, Uh, where are you? I cannot talk Bitcoin anymore with you. Where are you? And so that's the point when you know you are now the bottleneck. Mm -hmm. At that point, you have to get out of fulfillment. You have to get two levels above fulfillment. This is the point where you start um, recruiting a freelance virtual assistant. Uh, and then an executive assistant, and then something to who does the book for you. And so we have um, a, a tool where you can identify what to delegate next. You can download it on strategysprints.com slash tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you do that quickly, you, it helps you identify what gives you energy, what takes energy from you, and what is low leverage and what is high leverage. And the things that suck energy from you and, high, and are low leverage, these are the first things that you will delegate. And so now we are in the second year, third year of your business, and you, you start swimming free from, from all admin tasks and low leverage tasks until you are in your zone of genius. And then you start recruiting the first marketing role, the first sales role, and the first operations role. Mm -hmm. Now you move gradually from being an operator to being a business owner. And this is where business then starts really to be fun because growth is not fun. Growth is hustle and it's you Um, and it's uh, feast and famine and it's volatile. It's pretty awful. (laughs) We only do it because we are so passionate about it and we we basically um, uh, look away from all the rest. Right. But but later that stage, so it becomes really when freedom kicks in. And if you remember, we start businesses because we want freedom and uh, alignment with our true soul. But then, in this phase, you have zero freedom, and also not so much alignment, because yeah, you have basically no life. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you move from growth to to scaling. Um, it, it, our clients described as being moving from being a star to being a galaxy.
0: Hmm.
1: Now everybody shines and everybody can show their superpowers. And this is where you, you really start to relax into your business and enjoy seeing it grow. And you are not the one who has to do everything. Like I really, I relax into my business. I go to, onto podcasts and then somebody calls me and said, I need an, a, a senior consultant I say, yeah, here, here I have three, which one do you want? This is the moment when you start relaxing into your business and enjoying that it grows. Mm -hmm. That's the scaling phase. And they are described for solopreneurs very well in the book.
0: Wonderful. I wonder if you could also tell me more about coaching, because um, I know obviously that is part of your business strategy. I don't know if a lot of the listeners tuning in have thought about having a business coach or why it's even necessary. So why would you recommend or would you, would you that somebody have a business coach? And what is that like?
1: I can tell you from my experience that when I want to do my first triathlon, like I did like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I, I go to a triathlon coach. My first training plan, I want a pro to do my training plan. And, uh, and sometimes they even have to go into dietary plans and uh, tell me that I need to sleep more, etc. Everything that is around that goal. Whenever I have a goal that is um, a stretch goal, that mm-hmm. is a little bit overwhelming, and goals should be a little bit overwhelming, uh, I take a coach. So also in my second year of the business, exactly when I was the bottleneck, I, I took a business coach, wasn't cheap, was 25 K for 90 days, but it was absolutely worth it because, uh, he helped me, uh, stay accountable, mm-hmm. uh, identify the blind spots. And of course he had some templates, having it done hundreds of times, say, come on, do this. So yes, it was absolutely helpful. And in our case, if you if you get a sprint coach, they have two hundred seventy four templates ready. How how much time uh, cut is this? You know, if it's plug and play ready, uh, the difference is if you have to read the whole book Blue Ocean Strategy and then start doing it uh, by a trial and error, or if it's ready there. There is the there is the blueprint there. It, Takes you half an hour, then you can tag your coach on your phone. Hey, coach, here is the first draft. What do you think? It's like Spider Man and the guy in the chair. And then the guy in the chair goes, tick, 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 tick. well, uh, number four uh, is confusing. It doesn't fit to number one. Rework that and and upload it again. That's a whole different level uh, of, of playing. If you think of athletes, every athlete has a coach right. because yeah, because if you want to really um, step up the game, you have to go through uncomfort, through not knowing, and, uh, and that's easier uh, with a guide.
0: Right, wonderful. I wonder if you could tell me a little bit more about how your company has evolved during COVID and what changes, if any, you've made because of it moving forward into you know, the, the future
1: we we were hit hard by covid we lost half a million in in things that were in the books yeah. from one day to the other in march 2020 wow so the cause many things were on stage uh, we were either the stage or we were the people on the stage and so stage is gone and but we were not completely unprepared because we knew that the internet was around and we knew that many things you can digitize. So we were already 80% digitized and we were a full remote team. Mm -hmm. So it was maybe easier for us to cope with it. Uh, Still, it was half a million of a shock from one day to the other to absorb. It has made us humble and shown that we are much more deep, dependent than independent from each other on the planet, generally, and also from team to team, from company to company, from industry to industry. Our first reaction was to move out of freeze quickly. And we did it by doing a free mastermind. Uh, Every Monday, we did 12 Mondays in a row, and we called it managing the current situation. Whoever wants entrepreneurs who, who run a digital business, whoever wants come in. And so we had airlines in there. we had um, uh, industries who were very affected and they came in and say, hey pff, I run an airline and I, I, and I have only cargo left. there is mm-hmm. nothing going on. What do I do with my people? And so together we started, uh, unfreezing from this shock and trying to find meaning in something that was not meaningful in, in that week yet and, uh, and exchanging how do you react, how do you react and that has helped because we could hold each other's emotions, uh, work through them and, and everybody found some little things that were working, oh look in, in the UK there is this guy who is doing physical education now on Instagram, oh, look. And so bit by bit, we were collecting little uh, moments um, that that were winning. I I brought people onto my podcast that were in Australia that had to close down, but they pivoted the product. And so we started showing pivoting examples Mm -hmm. and month by month, the community got more unfrozen, got more creative, uh, started things that's how we coped with it.
0: Yeah, wonderful. And how are you, I guess in your, and then moving forward, when things open up a bit more and you can be on stage, like, are you jumping full force back into that? Or, or how are you looking at the future of a maybe of a hybrid world? It's funny. Uh, I,
1: I'm not mo- I'm not going back. <laughs> this is amazing. The, the future is so cool yeah. and I like to be here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm launching the book right now and, uh, and uh, I asked the publisher, hey, what's the best way to promote the book? And they go, Simon, there is only one one best way and it is be on as many podcasts as possible. And I said, well, currently I'm on average on five podcasts per day. Is that enough? They go, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Okay, then, all right, then I'm doing it right. right. And then there will be a growth festival. We are, we are organizing a growth festival with the 12 biggest experts doing 12 masterclasses mm-hmm. on sales, marketing, et cetera. And, and this is how we will promote the book. So uh, if you want to come to the growth festival, uh, it's uh, January 22 and 23. And it's fully online because we have people who want to come in you know, from San Francisco to to sydney yeah. and uh, nobody has to fly for something like that we can have fun from home play with your kids have fun uh, go running in nature uh, cook something wonderful and then come to the festival that's that's a
0: good day yeah oh that's wonderful i love it so simon with with everything that you've done and experienced so far what would you say has been the best advice that you ever received
1: the best advice was by Sam Morrison. And he said, Simon, be always aware of your breath.
0: That's it. Yeah. Can you, would you mind unpacking that a little bit more? <laughs> <What do> you- <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. He's an amazing. Um, mindset coach and performance coach Mm -hmm. and he he has studied all the breath work and all the mindset work of all the athletes and super performers and what he's practicing since since decades now whenever so in every moment whatever happens always be aware of your body and of your breath never lose the connection to there If you just do this uh, you are doing applied zen you're doing applied spiritual work you Mm -hmm. don't have to go three weeks into the woods observe yourself and come back as a pure consciousness until your kids uh, start start working on you you can do it right now wherever you are wow that's
0: great. great 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 wonderful well, Simon, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to obviously buy your book or sign up for your uh, your company pr- projects, how, or even just kind of follow you online and listen to your podcast, where are the best places they can go to do all of these? Strategy
1: Sprints. So website is strategiesprints.com. The book is wherever you buy books. It's called Strategy Sprints by Simon Severino. And we hang out at
0: strategysprints.com. Wonderful. Love it. I will put it in the show notes so people can click right through. Uh, but again, thank you so much for your time today, Simon. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Black Bones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yuricataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.